0: Yeah, this is a podcast
1: of Nathan Nat and Sean.
0: Let's go! Big plans, obviously, for May 21. Mm. It's a federal election. <laughs> free poll, free poll. Uh, <laughs> Way to go. It's all happening. Um, uh, the man who wants to keep the top job is, of course, Scott Morrison, who joins us this morning. Good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning. Good to be with you. Hello, Prime Minister.
2: Mm, Have Prime you gone out somewhere nice for breakfast this morning? Uh, yeah, I am
1: going to speak uh, at a, a major event this morning, outlining our plans for the WA resources sector, some 5,000 additional jobs. And because the resources sector in WA is critical to the WA economy, unemployment down to 3.4% here uh, from 4.1%, uh, just like it's coming down all around the country. And we've got to keep that going. So you've got to back in our resources sector, and that's certainly what we'll be doing. We won't be putting any taxes on them and slowing them down. We want to see them get on with things because it, it affects everybody in WA. Uh, it supports all the jobs in WA ultimately um, with the, what's earned through our resources sector. Um, we know that that's, a, yeah, that's a, a lifeblood to Australia and all that mm. kind of stuff. How was your weekend anyway, Prime Minister? Did you uh, celebrate Easter? Yeah, I did. I, I got to my own local home church with, with Jen and, and uh, the girls, which was nice on Sunday, and, and uh, got out to the Easter show over in Sydney, which is something I've done since I was a kid over there. It was fun to be out there and see the llamas and the alpacas and <laughs> the, all was? of those things. I yeah. That was a bit of fun. Um, But, uh, you know, I got a bit of time with the family, but it was also pretty busy... Um, I was down in Melbourne as well and bought some lollies and, and some eggs for the kids before I came back to Sydney. So uh, even though they're teenagers now, or almost 12 and 14, yeah. they still like their eggs on, on each Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They'll yeah. have a yeah. Yeah. egg, mate. Yeah. That,
2: that, that won't run out
0: yeah.
2: ever. <laughs> 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 hey, Prime Minister, I, but there's been some, like, gaffs um, recently. Elbow did it and then you did it the other day, and it was when you get numbers wrong, figures wrong, or you get something wrong. I, when that happens, it doesn't bother me. Um do you how important do you think it is for you guys to be able to but especially you and and, and Anthony in your um, roles at the moment to be able to just pull figures out? Because I'm guessing there's so many yes. of you to remember. Well, as,
0: as Adam Bant said, just Google it. Like, yeah, you know yeah. Like, you know, yeah. The, the, the press are trying to get you with a
2: gotcha question yeah. all the time. Yeah, because that, that doesn't bother me. I'm more so mm. about the character and what the party stands for mm. rather than whether you can recall figures. What do you have to say about well, that? Well, I
1: think what's more important is you've got to have an economic plan for the country. Mm. I mean, that's 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 what Anthony doesn't have. I mean, and, well, you know, yesterday I should have said day, not week. And to be honest, I hadn't even noticed... I'd, said that until later, and neither did the journalists pick it up at the time, but you don't know what the unemployment rate is. I mean, that's pretty fundamental to running the economy, and he, didn't even, he thought it had a five in front of it, not a
2: four in front yeah, of it. Yeah, but, so but, but you know that was just a, a thing that he didn't say. Yeah. Like, you know that the, 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 work, no, I, the I workings think, but, of, of what, what, what um, his party are doing is they know what the unemployment rate is, and they would have planned well, for but, that. But, but, so but, but no, the
1: problem was he, he, he didn't know. And the unemployment rate is, is one of the most important economic figures in the country. I mean, and what, what it more showed was because he didn't know it had got down to even, I mean, if he'd said it was 4.2 or 4.1 or 4.3, fair enough. But he, he thought it was 5.4. Yeah, but you now, didn't know the well, JobKeeper rate. So, like, yeah. Yeah. so, no, I didn't so know. what? It was $46 a day. No, but you I didn't at that day day time. Well, so, 46 so dollars a
0: week, yeah.
1: I said, no, exactly. But um, to compare the pair, I mean, what we're talking about here is one of the biggest achievements that Australians have made over the course of this pandemic is we've got more people in work today than we did before the pandemic, almost 400,000 more. And what that means is over the course of the pandemic, our economy and the economic plan that we've been putting in place that has actually kept people in jobs and got more people in jobs. I mean, JobKeeper saved 700,000 jobs. What I was more concerned about, I mean, if he gets a figure on, he gets a figure wrong. What I was more concerned about is he didn't seem to know how far unemployment had fallen. He may not have known the specific number, but he didn't seem to know it had fallen from 5.7% when Labor were last in power, and it had fallen all the way down to 4%. And we've done that through a pandemic while maintaining our AAA credit rating. Now, that's important, because those, and I'm sure there are plenty of people listening on, worried about interest rates. If you maintain your AAA credit rating, that puts downward pressure on interest rates. And uh, if you spend too much, or you don't spend it wisely, if you can't manage money, that puts pr- upward pressure on interest rates and upward pressure on the cost of living. So how you can manage the economy and how you can manage finances, which we've been able to do, that will determine how much
0: but you're the cost of living still going up. The cost of living's. Yeah, no one one can
2: afford a house. Your solution was to to, to their rentee. Your solution was buy a house, (laughs) (laughs) but no one can afford to buy (laughs) a house.
1: To be fair, that's that's not what I said, and and what I said was, I mean, we put 5.1 billion dollars into rent assistance. Um, we also fund the development of affordable housing, including right here in Western Australia, through an organisation I set up called the National Housing Housing Finance and Investment Corporation. Um, we provide support to renters over a billion dollars a year we provide to the states to support them with their social housing. And we also provide hundreds of millions of dollars to homelessness organisations, including here right here in Western Australia and in Perth, to support what they're doing. What I said was, for those who want to buy a home, what we have done, is I, was, I was with Natalie yesterday, Isaiah. Um, we are out uh, in the seat of Cowan, and she had been able to buy her, her home, her first home, and that was because she could get a 2% deposit because of our home guarantee scheme. Now, she wouldn't have been able to buy that house without that, and what we've been doing, we've got over 300,000 people into their, into their own home in the last three years through these types of programs. So we, we want to help people to buy homes where they can, and if you're still renting and you are renting, well, what we're doing is we provide rental assistance, we've been able to provide tax cuts. I mean, if you're on earning $90,000 today, if you were on the same tax rates that we inherited from Labor, you'd be paying $50 a week extra in tax every single week. So that's how you help people who are renting. You make sure they keep more of what they earn by having lower taxes, which I've always strongly believed in.
2: They just don't earn much. <laughs> just, just to be
1: clear, I know we've heard, um, and, and, and I don't believe this for a second, but Medicare was something that got... Um, put in the limelight yesterday, I guess, for opposition were saying um, at some stage that it could be scrapped or whatever the case is. That's just... I mean, that's just the pol- the political um, landscape at the moment where you're just saying stuff for the sake of saying just stuff. Just throwing stuff at each other. Yeah, they're, they're complete lies. Under what we've done, we've taken Medicare funding from $19.1 billion to $31.4 billion. The bulk billing rate has gone from 82.2% to 88.8%. Uh, the, the best support you can give to Medicare, as I said before, is to make sure you know how to run an economy and ma- manage the national finances. That's what supports Medicare. And there's another big lie that Labor are telling, and they're telling it to pensioners, and they're ringing them up at night and saying that we're going to put them on the cashless debit card. That's a complete lie. And if, any, if anyone's listening to this today and they've heard that, or their parents or grandparents have heard that, please tell them that is just a complete lie. The government is not going to do that. Um, and, you know, when you don't have plans of your own, which is what Labor's in the situation of, they just throw rocks at us. I mean, this guy's been an armchair critic for the last three years. He's had three years to tell people what he's going to do, and you don't know who he is. And people know me. They might like me, not like me. That's, that's how it goes in politics when you're a leader and you make decisions. Um, he's had three years to tell people what he's going to do. All he's been doing is, is been having a chip at me.
0: Um, just one last thing before we let you go. Um, we watched on in horror as the floods in Queensland and New South Wales ravaged mm-hmm. those areas mm-hmm. and especially the people of Lismore and that, the surrounding areas there. It did seem like the response from, from what we were seeing from here, it looked like the response to those people to help them out in their absolute dire time of need was very lacklustre.
1: Oh, I couldn't disagree more. Um, $5.2 billion is but what But the help not seem to be getting to spent. them. And no, no. I the Commonwealth's money, um, we've had about a $1.5 billion, which has already been paid to them. And, and uh, most of that was being paid in the first week or so because in a disaster, the Commonwealth provides a uh, $1,000 payments and $400 payments per child. And we were getting that out within a day. So why, the were, they, why were these people the on the
0: news begging for assistance? And maybe it wasn't money. Maybe they needed the armed forces in there yeah, to physically yeah, help yeah. them well, with what yeah, was Because was Liam
2: picking
1: people up on jet skates. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, I remember. On, on the Sunday night, I was in Brisbane when the floods hit in, in northern New South Wales. By Monday lunchtime, the defence forces were winching people off routes. And the defence forces, I think, were very... Disappointed, and and so were a lot of the local SES that these accusations were being made that they weren't there. I mean, you can't have defence forces st- stationed in yeah. every single town in the country, ready to go. I know. They I moved guess from Adelaide, they Hang on, you've asked the question. Yeah. Um. um but they moved very quickly to get down there and to ensure they were helping people, just like they did right across Brisbane. And one of the disappointing things I've got to say over the last few years is is, is how. Anthony has really weaponized politically these natural disasters. I don't think it's
0: anything that it's, he's been saying. It's what it's this is my observation from what I saw on news reports and what I what I read from people in the in, in these in zones who were saying we feel like we've been abandoned. When well, their houses but, are underwater, when all of their furniture is dumped on the on the side of the road because it's no longer of any use to them. Yes, yeah, and I was there.
1: I, i was there i was in those homes i was in the dairy farms i was in the businesses um and i, I didn't uh, that's one of the reasons i didn't come to wa earlier i i went there first as soon as i got out of covid isolation and i went up there i listened and we made sure 5.2 billion both in queensland and in new south wales and the floods were also down the hawkesbury and and other parts of new south wales and uh, 5.2 billion that's more than the states have, have put in and uh and that's because we were very serious about our commitment, about two-thirds of the support that's been going in or up to about that has come from the Commonwealth. So, you know, I know in disasters, people, you, you do feel isolated. You are devastated. You are overwhelmed by what has happened. And there can never be enough support, I think, for people to totally feel um, that all of their needs are being met. I understand that. I understand the frustration. But what we kept doing was just keep getting the support to them. I mean, the home, the temporary homes that are going in there now, jointly funded by the New South Wales government, the Commonwealth government, uh, the continued economic support, that's been rolling in as well, helping people get back up on their feet. So I understand people were frustrated, and I understand, you know, it was a devastating flood. It was a one in 500-year flood. Yeah, but then there was area. another
0: one a few weeks later, so that's a bit alarming, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, well, it was. And, well, as when I was speaking to people up there then, I mean... Sadly, I mean, their houses had already been flooded once. Mm, and yeah. so the impact the second time. Yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, that speaks well to a bigger environmental
0: time. issue, obviously. Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: Well, of course it does. And that's why, you know, Australia is getting harder to live in. And that's yeah. why we've committed to net zero yeah. by 2050. That's why we're investing in those hydrogen hubs, which I'm um, announcing here today in Kwanana and up in the Pilbara um, to ensure that we're you know, building the fuels uh, of the future here in Australia. And Western Australia is going to play a really big role in that. And that's one of the things I'll be announcing today. It creates jobs, but it also ensures we've got those fuels uh, that uh, help us get to that net zero goal with practical plans to achieve that. All
0: right. All right, thank you. We appreciate your time because we know how busy you are. Um, Happy campaigning. (laughs) Thank you.